Go home. Go home. Go home. Alright guys, and welcome to episode 88 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedour, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushakar. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm very well. That's great. How are you doing? I'm tired as shit. That's good. Uh, Before we started uh, recording here, we we are live. Tuesday at 7.45 on uh, Twitch. It rhymed and I didn't even... That's that's the reason why we did it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Live at 7.45 uh twitch.tv slash mega64 podcast this is where you can listen to us every tuesday at 7 45 uh we were talking with a friendly chat i was talking about um how i was at capcom cup yeah. over over the weekend and how i'm fucking exhausted yeah. uh from watching street fighter and being at a street fighter t- i've never been to one live it was the craziest thing watching that game at a high level is like a blast yeah uh esports Way to go. Uh, our guy was there with Team Razor, and our guy came in third, Jen. Uh, Jen was, like, the nicest dude. Uh, he's arguably, like, one of the best Street Fighter Four players of all time. Wow. And that was the very last Street Fighter Four tournament ever. Really? Yeah. Well, because Street Fighter Five comes out. Wow. You f- I mean, you'd figure they'd still play Street Fighter Four. Why? Because it's... Why the fuck would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Because people still like that game. Why do we play Smash Brothers still? Yeah, and why is it not featured at Evo the way that the other one is? Like, it, it isn't. No, no. Oh. There's a reason that the company who makes the new game wants to push the new game. No, no, I understand that. I just feel like if you're gonna play competitively, you better play melee. Five hundred thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. is the prize pool for next year's Jesus. Street Fighter Five Capcom Cup Tour. That's the reason they're not playing four anymore. No, no, I get it. I, I mean, I, I mean, I totally understand. Um, so that's cool, though. There you go. So, uh, Jen was, uh, third place uh, above him. I don't remember the guy who finished first, Kazunoko, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, who came in second? But, uh, Daigo Umahara. Nice. Uh, of course he did. He was trying to win the whole thing. That guy, wa- watching that guy play live is the craziest. That's cool. Because every, everybody's like nuts and, you know, people sometimes pop off and like the crowd gets going or whatever. Mm-hmm. Daigo, whether he wins or loses, straight Stone face. Cold. Just straight face. Nice. Not upset not mad not pensive just like stoic i'm playing a video game that's cool and he's so good he's the beast man daigo rules yep he won sixty thousand dollars for coming in second first place got one hundred twenty thousand. that's pretty good and then they uh i don't know crazy 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 uh pungo pungo was one of the guys uh but uh our guy uh Jian knocked him out so nice yep uh so it's fun that's good yep uh, fighting games, uh, are serious when there's $120,000 on the line. Somebody in the chat, do people take fighting games that seriously? $120,000 on the line. Yep. I'll take a lot of things seriously for $120,000. Yeah. $120,000 for 12 hours of work. Even less, because really the matches are only about 15 minutes. Yeah. You're really putting in about an hour of work for $120,000. You just have to be there for 12. <sighs> Man. Shucks, uh, $10,000 an hour. Yep. So there so, you go. So, uh, there you go, doctors. Pretty pretty bonkers. Pretty bonkers. But it was cool. It was a fun time. But I'm exhausted. And um, that was pretty much my weekend. And Brian, you've been playing Final Fantasy VII. Yes, I have. How's uh, that? That that was the uh, my takeaway from uh, PlayStation Experience. They re- they released the I guess previously only available on uh, smartphones uh, version of the Final Fantasy VII, like totally yep. redone. Um, it gives you all of these convenience options, which I really, really like. Um, you can speed up the game three times. Uh, you don't have to care about health and anything like that. So you can just turn on a mode where nice. health and limit breaks up. And then um, there's there's like another mode, I think, where it's like, I, I think you can just even turn off random encounters. Yeah. So you don't have to waste your time. Those games are always about the story. Yep. For me. And people are saying in the chat, I'm playing it right now. Yep. It's totally what that game's for. Exactly. So I I don't like 
sitting through those games for 60, 70 hours with turn-based uh, combat, but my roommate, Andrew, does. Yep. He especially loves Final Fantasy That VII. game, That game's really special to him. Mm-hmm. Like, big-time special so, to him. So I told him a long time ago, because he was excited about the the eight, like the full remake that, that they're releasing in 2016, yeah. mm-hmm. I told him, I don't care if I don't play a single second of that game. I'll mm-hmm. get as much enjoyment out of buying it and you playing it and yeah. me watching you mm-hmm. as I will if I try to play it. Yep. Now that I know it's going to be like Kingdom Hearts, yep. I'm going to fucking play the shit, yeah, out, of play the shit out of that game. Huh? Um, but when I found out that that was available, I downloaded it just for him, and we downloaded the Versus Guide. That's a scan of the Versus Guide from no like way. back in the day. Yep. And then I opened up the uh, the dating uh, like table oh, so that yeah. we can go on a date with Yuffie. Uh-huh. And all we've been doing for the last three days, four days, is just playing Final Fantasy VII and hanging out. Like we put like 13 hours into that game that's in the so last. Funny. That's hilarious. Days. It's been so much fun. Yep, that's that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. There you have it. Video game talk. I also played the new King of Fighters at uh, PSX, and uh, it's <sighs> it's garbage. It looks like uh, Max Impact on two D. So there you go. So excited for SNK games. Shouldn't shouldn't be. Oh, did you see the humble bundle? Mm-mm. Oh, what's a humble bundle? So you know, do is you that know, like a wombo combo? Wombo combo is like a humble bundle. Uh, is it like crazy combo? Uh. SNK Humble Bundle. So SNK put out the Humble Bundle is you pay a certain amount, like you donate to charity essentially, mm-hmm. and um, and you get like a bunch, you get like games and stuff. The featured one right now, mm-hmm. the featured uh, the featured release for the Humble Bundle thing or whatever is for uh, is SNK and play nineteen SNK games. Oh. On on what? Uh, I think it's Steam? just yeah. I think it's through Steam. Mm. I mean, you just get a controller. Oh yeah, I guess I guess so. Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, King of Monsters, Metal Slug Two, Samurai Showdown Two, Sengoku, King huh. of Fighters Two Thousand, Baseball huh. Stars, The Last Blade, Pulse Star, Metal Slug, Metal Slug Three, Shock Troopers, Neo Turf Masters, Ultimate Ma- King of Fighters Ninety Eight, Ultimate Match, Wow, Twinkle Star Sprites, Neo Geo Twenty Fifth Anniversary Soundtrack. More games to come soon. Also, if you pay $10 more, you unlock Shock Troopers, Second Squad, Samurai Showdown 5, Garu, Mark of the Wolves, Metal Slug 10, King of Fighters 2002 Ultimate Match. Metal Slug X. Metal Slug 10. No, it's X. I promise. 10. It's not 10? It's X. It's just X. Mm-hmm. It was a PlayStation exclusive. It didn't even come out in arcades. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yep. Pretty cool. It was kind of like a, a, a 2.5 between like 2 and 3. Oh, wow. But I already have 3, so I'm, I'm good. Uh, no steam needed DRM free installs. Damn. Huh. That's pretty cool. That's cool. I own all of those on the platforms I want to own them on though. So yeah, you could just, yeah, you play them again though. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if I were to ever buy those games again, it would be on a, a, a like full Neo Geo cabinet. Yeah. That, that when I get a little bit of money set aside, I think I, w- I really want to put in for a cabinet. We have an arcade machine at work. It's like mm-hmm. MAME or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to, I keep bugging the guy that updates it to put KO off on there. I just keep saying 98, 2000, 2002. Just put those on there. Oh, and I'll man. be good. That'd be awesome. 98, 2000, 2000. No one, no one will play at the office with me, but that's okay. I don't care. You can play and, King of Mon- Monsters. And, and, and I just keep telling him to put side scrolling <laughs> games on there too. Cause we had Sunset Riders. I beat that. We had Teenage Mutant Ninja, we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I beat that. Simpsons Arcade Game. I beat that. X Men the Arcade Game. I beat that. Nice. Anything that's a side scrolling beat em up, I'll play the shit out of and I'll beat. Yeah. Boom. Nice. Boom. Love it. Yep. There you have it. But Brian, there's one guy sitting in his office going, What the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Talk about wrestling. So, Brian, let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling. Um, you can tell your friends to skip to, what is this, like eight minutes or something? No, fuck then... you. Listen to all of our preamble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I don't give a shit. You really want us to talk you know, about Raw that long? I mean, you know, really? Yeah, you know what? Fucking Mitchell in in his office, just sitting there, just fucking plugging along, mm-hmm. pressing the enter key over and over? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Mitch. Piece of shit. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about NXT All for right. as long as possible. Oh my god, please. Uh, Corbin versus Dillinger. Please stop booking this match. I don't even really have anything against it. No. I like Ty Dillinger, and I like his 10 act. Mm-hmm. I like Baron Corbin. I would vote him on NXT Most Improved 2015. I would agree. I would say that uh, from he- where he started and to where he's come now, I actually find his matches considerably more watchable. I, I think that he, where he was and where he is, 
He found the groove with his character. Mm -hmm. He found the groove in being... Because before he was just like silent badass who like did his shit and then left. That's not... I feel like that's not the kind of guy he is. He's definitely like a dick who's like a little more in your face about it. Mm -hmm. And now they're letting that character kind of come through. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, his ring work is greatly improved. Oh, I, I yeah. mean, leaps and bounds in a year. Yeah. Uh, so good for him. And the, the, I think the performance center is doing really amazing things for Baron Corbin. He looks like a guy who's ready for the main roster. Um, and that, and that might be because, you know, the people he's working with are very good at what they do. And, yeah. and who knows if he can put on a 13 minute match. It's just that NXT books him in his strengths. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's interesting because we, we always talk about how NXT is, its own brand and it's developmental Mm -hmm. but it's weird because it's supposed to be sort of your introduction into this character before he gets pushed into the main roster Mm -hmm. but characters like baron corbin and as i think we're all finding out with tyler breeze aren't working the same way as they do in nxc on raw well when you don't book them to do what got them over what do you expect I, I well, and that's kind of what I'm saying. So if it's a developmental, then it needs to be like the main product, well, or the main product needs to change to how the developmental is. Well, if if it's developmental, why would you call up a guy and then change everything about him? Yeah, I don't understand it because I because I agree with you. I and I was thinking about this a lot today. Like I was getting really upset thinking about WWE today. <laughs> um. That's good. At least somebody is. Yeah. Because because people who work there, probably not. No. It's, it doesn't make sense to me to take all this time, put all this promotion, all this money, and all this effort into building these characters to bring them on the main roster mm-hmm. and do exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Completely change their gimmick, mm-hmm. have no past, have no, none of that history, none of that, like, you know, excitement. Like, Tyler Breeze was in some exceptional matches this year. Fatal mm-hmm. Four Ways. Uh, matches against um, Tyson Kidd, uh, Sami Zayn, and, like, just... and you know what? He didn't win a lot of those matches, but it didn't matter because they were always hard fought, and he always and he got over. Yep, his character got over, his personality shined, he was present. Mm-hmm. And what I would love to see out of NXT is I don't care because Eric texted me yesterday or or the day before, and he was like, "Man, NXT has a lot of squash matches, like a lot, but then there's only." one match Mm -hmm. and that one match is actually really good wrestling Mm -hmm. i'd like to see nxt if we're gonna have three hours of wrestling on monday night raw Mm -hmm. i'd like to see nxt be the place that feeds into raw being the where being the place where you get those squash matches out of the way Mm -hmm. to establish the character and then you get more of a match when you come on to monday night raw you're describing thunder and nitro you're describing WCW Thunder, which mm. was squash matches and bullshit, mm. and then Raw, or Raw, Nitro, was advancing the story. You described Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> I I guess what I'm trying to say is if if you're going to have those kind of like feel-out matches where, they're, where they are squashes, have them on something like that, or have them on SmackDown. And then Raw is still your main show. I, I just... I'm getting tired of seeing the squash matches. Why, on Raw why do you have to? Why do you have to separate them? Why Raw's three out? We got one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six matches in one hour. We got six matches in one hour on NXT. How many matches did we have on Raw? Ooh, how many matches did we have on Raw? This is really good. Let's see. We had. Let's see. Hang on. Here we go. Uh, promo. Okay. Elimination one. Two. We didn't have a match until Dolph Hang on. Ziggler. Hang on. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. We had one more match in two more hours. So, I don't think they need to separate it. I think Raw can do what NXT is doing mm-hmm. on an extended level. Um, NXT is just doing it right. I do have some questions hmm. about it, though, because I don't know what... I'm not really sure. The main kind of left me... No, I don't have questions about, like, where's Joe going? What? I... No, I have questions about, like, how NXT is and, w- and what it is. So, um... But, but we'll get to that. Corbin and Dillinger. We went off on a weird tangent there, uh, and I apologize, but I think that I think that was interesting. We had six matches in one hour on NXT, and then we had seven matches on Raw, and one of the matches 
started during a commercial break. We came back from a commercial break in the middle of a match, which I haven't seen since, like, I think, like, Nitro did that. That was, uh... Like, a match started in the middle of a commercial. Didn't the Cesaro match Ended in the middle of a commercial. Right. So, weird, right? You know, it's it's not like you've been doing this for 25 years. Who can say? Uh, Corbin and Dillinger. This is squash. And, uh, Corbin hits the end of days off a, uh, when, uh, Dillinger rallies and he does a, uh, second rope leap. He gets caught because, uh, Baron Corbin is a big, strong man. Mm-hmm. And then he goes from the, uh, follow up slam position, swings him around, catches him, and then back into the end of days. It looked fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin doing big, strong man shit looks cool. I like the way he stalked Dillinger around the ring. Mm-hmm. I like the way Dillinger made his rally. I liked everything about them. And then what I really liked is that you know who the jobbers are. I'm not saying like they come out and you go like, this guy's the jobber. No, you're like, you have a feeling of like who their character is. And Mm. it's not just like a guy or whatever, or like some, like sometimes it's local talent. That's fine. But you get Dillinger, you get Dillinger, you, you get Chiampa, you get like these different guys and you get a feel for like who they are because then they get squashed a few times, then they start having competitive matches, and then they start winning matches, and all of a sudden they're not jobbers anymore, and it doesn't matter that they were getting squashed before. Nope. You already have characters established that you can kind of spin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's developmental. You develop them into something different. Mm-hmm. The problem is, once they're developed, now they're getting put on like the main roster and changed completely. Yeah. Which is really weird, right? I I I think that that is such a... a like, such a anchor or i don't even know what to call it but just say a burden on wwe Mm -hmm. it makes their programming so sluggish on the main roster Mm -hmm. because it's 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 the same reason you and i don't like the marvel like like film universe Uh uh-huh hey i know what like i know the origin stories like why are we still doing a million origin stories Mm -hmm. to get to the the main big avengers movie and then when you get to the avengers movie all the stuff that you liked about, like, the Captain America movie... Right. ...isn't there. Right. That's why I didn't like the Avengers movie. That's why I don't like people coming up to, to Raw in the same way. Everything that I like about Tyler Breeze has gone now. I agree. Everything that I liked about Xavier Woods... Mm-hmm. ...was gone for a year and a half until he became part of the New Day. Right. Everything that I liked about Biggie Langston when he was the the NXT champion... Right. Gone for forever. Yep. Never came back. Thankfully, he found a new group. Right. So, like, in instances like this where NXT is developing their talent, it's so fun and refreshing and exciting to watch. Because even with this match in Ty Dillinger, Mm -hmm. he got a little bit of offense and didn't look like a piece of shit when he lost. Right. And that's Ryan in the chat just said, how do you feel a perfect 10 gimmick with losses? It's a goofy character. Mm -hmm. He comes out. It's his haircut looks like shit. Yeah. He has leather sleeves that are too short for a t-shirt that says perfect 10. He's a goofy character. How do you fuel it? Look at the crowd. How do you fuel it? It's being fueled. He gets his offense and the crowd starts getting into it. Mm -hmm. Like he has charisma. Mm -hmm. He has something there. He doesn't have to win his matches. He can go out and be a jobber. He doesn't have to main event WrestleMania. People have their, their grooves and they can break out of those grooves and go on to be something else. Yeah. But uh, not everyone has to win everything all the time. I think I think you could seriously call up two guys from NXT right now, and you have someone like Ty Dillinger, mm-hmm. who you could put on a little run and have him as like a solid mid-card guy who's putting on good matches with Apollo Crews. Yeah. Or who's putting on good matches, like he put him in a tag team. He, he has a lot of places to go. Because you can kind of do anything with him right now. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen him on TV a few times. That That's it. I just think you have a lot going on. Um, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot you can do even with losses and even with like these jobber guys. So I, I don't know. That That's how I feel, I guess. Um, I think I think I agree with you. And I think that's what makes Raw suffer as opposed to uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. Raw suffers because everybody, everybody either has to win all the time. Mm-hmm. Or they're always, always losing, and it doesn't matter outside of that fact. Like, they, sub, um, Heath Slater yeah. with, I don't know, 
any anybody else uh Bo Dallas mm-hmm. which uh, that's another example <laughs> like uh, and I ha- man I hate that it's Bo Dallas that I went to but like sub them out doesn't matter who it is mm-hmm. when Ty Dillinger comes out I can still get I know he's gonna lose to Baron Corbin yeah but I'm, I'm still gonna root for him because I like that gimmick and I know he's fun to watch and I've seen him a couple of times exactly I know that what he does is lose but like that's fun. Like, it's still fun to me to see him, like, when he gets his offense against Corbin, you're like, there's no way this is sustainable, but I'm going to enjoy it. And it's still an entertaining, like, segment, or uh, entertaining part of that segment. Yeah. Whereas on Raw, it doesn't matter who that person is. It doesn't matter what uh, what their gimmick is when they come out. Mm-hmm. They're just there to, to eat the loss, and, it, and they're done. Yep. And I think that's really what makes it suffer, is that you're either the guy who wins all the time, like... Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and then I don't care because, uh, well, you're going to win, and it's not going to be fun, and it doesn't matter who you're facing. Yep. I think NXT isn't afraid to change people and have them take chances and move them around and everything. I, I just think that, like, I mean, look at what Ty Dellinger was six months ago. He was tagging with Jason Jordan, and then, like, their tag team broke up, and you're just like, this guy's been in developmental for so long, he's just kind of, like, floundering. What's he doing? And then uh, Perfect 10 gimmick, and people are, like, chant- like they're chanting for him. Mm-hmm. Also, make everything 10 for him. When he goes for a pinfall, it's not 1, 2, 3. It's 10, 10, 10. And when when they kick out at 2, they kick out at 10. Yeah. Everything. Te- if he, he needs to go up for a ten, like the 10 punch in uh-huh. the corner, uh-huh. and every punch is 10. Yeah. Everything needs to be That would be so 10. good. 10. Yeah. 10. 10. Exactly. 10. <laughs> it, hey. It works with that gimmick. It's already goofy <laughs> oh, as shit. shit. That'd be great. Let's take it farther. Let's yeah. have, let's, if he was doing that against Corbin and that's how Corbin cuts off his rally is he hot shots, like, you know, he gets four or five in and then Corbin lifts him and tosses him off or like hot shots him into like the top turnbuckle or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fine. The crowd is chanting and all of a sudden they don't get a chant anymore. And it's like 10, 10, oh, boo. Yeah. And then imagine the one time he actually gets yep. 10 tens. I, I mean, when he that would be really funny if he had like these matches where he keeps getting cut off before 10. Uh-huh. And then he finally hits the 10th one and like the crowd goes nuts. That that would be so much fun. It's just fun in a small arena to do stuff like that. It's never going to happen on Raw. That's fine. It doesn't have to. But I'm saying that like Ty Dillinger has a place in NXT. That's it. Uh, next, we have Apollo Crews interview. Uh, he says that, uh, Balor and, uh, Balor and Cruz will take on Joe and Corbin next week. And then, uh, I thought, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was a great interview, but I thought it was fine. I like that he said that, um, this isn't going to be about dismantling Joe and, and Corbin. It's going to be about like Balor and Cruz, Mm -hmm. which is, oh yeah, they had that match. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's it. So I like that. I took away from that that they were they were building a long term story, mm-hmm. and that's what NXT does so much better than anything else on Raw. Mm-hmm. Long term story. Oh, hey, you know what? Let's pepper. Well, in. we just didn't forget. Like they just didn't forget what happened like, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago. Like they're building to like the next exactly. thing, which is nice. It's exciting. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa had I thought a pretty good interview. Yeah, here. I thought it was really good. He was saying like, no one thinks I'm gonna beat Joe. I'm gonna go out there and prove them all wrong. I'm gonna beat the shit out of Joe. I'm gonna fucking beat Joe. And then everything changes. And I was like, I was fucking believing. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's fucking do this shit. I thought that was very cool. Uh, Nia Jax versus Blue Pants. Please stop smiling. (coughs) Nia Jax stopped using the spine buster that kills people. And now she does a Samoan drop and a leg drop. Why does she do a leg drop? Because she's big. Don't do it. Just do a powerbomb. Why don't she just do a powerbomb? She could do a powerbomb to anyone on the roster. Absolutely. <clears throat> also, she did that spot where she like grabs him by the hair and like swings him around and like they spin out. Yeah. Which they were practicing on breaking ground on yeah. that one episode. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. That was that um, was really funny. <laughs> uh so after the uh big squash of Blue Pants, who Blue Pants has like new music and it's not even the song that it used to be. It's just somebody going da 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 it's like fuck the thing is that it was Blue Pants, whatever. Yeah, da 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 from straight from the clearance act. Da 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 da. That was the bit. Is that from the prices right? Yes. Yeah, I get it. But they did it for how long? Yeah, I think I think whoever owns that probably put a cease and desist. They went. Wait a second. Yeah. Um. So Nia Jax did a one foot pin on Blue Pants. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, and then she smiled. Stop smiling. 
If you're going to smile, make it look sinister. Don't make it look like you're happy. That's all. There you go. That's excellent. Not, not. That's, that's well put. Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, like. Yeah. Like, and he's, yeah. Chin, chin down, eyes up. That's the way we like to look. Uh, Dash and Dawson interview. Not bad. No. Thought it was okay. I think Dawson's a lot more, uh, a lot more comfortable than Dash Wilder on the microphone. Um, that's why he talked more. Yep. And, uh, but I liked it. I think these guys are like, they're serviceable as champs and then Enzo and Cass are probably gonna take the belts off of them. Yeah. I would assume. Um, Adam Rose versus James Storm. Adam Rose comes down and then cuts his music and then walks down to the crowd just singing his music and is very upset. And then James Storm comes down and he's the, he's the bearded outlaw. Are you bearded outlaw? I like his music. Are you bearded in-law? Mm. His music sucks. I liked it. It sounds like Brooks and Dunn 2005. When I worked at KSON, that's what all the music sounded like. Ew. <laughs> oh, I love shitty ass country from Fuck. 2005. Fucking sucks. That's the dude. only time I ever cared about country. So fucking bad. Dirks Bentley. So gross. Fucking like, Cowboy Troy. It really, it really sounded like oh god, like the grossest, <laughs> like the grossest 2005 like. I'm drinking at the river country. Like that guy is somebody that my parents would know at the, like when they go to the Colorado river. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his name's Chuck. Yep. Uh, James storm skins the cat and then he wins, uh, with a super kick. They call the last call. Why this match happened. I just want to know why James storm looks like Nation hall, but then has HBK's finisher. Is he going to do a pedigree? next? (laughs) He's the whole click. He's the whole fucking click. He's the whole click. The whole damn click. He really is. If he does like a running high knee. <laughs> wow, he really does. He really like that's really funny. That's I, so weird. I'm enjoying him though. I think uh for a guy who's 44, yeah, something like, like that. But like really I don't, pushing it. He can still so, go. So here's part 1 of my discussion that I'll um I'll bring up at the end. Why did this match happen? Is James Storm signed? He he must be because he beat Adam Rose. Who is most definitely signed. So James Storm isn't just a guy that they're bringing in. I think he's there. Like, I mean, he's got a, he's got like a actual intro with a, with a theme song and everything that doesn't sound like Tommaso Ciampa's, which is just heavy guitar riffs. (laughs) I think he, I think he's there to kind of feel it out. Maybe a short term kind of one uh one or two month deal or whatever it's just so weird that he got the win against somebody who's actually under contract yeah i i just that struck me as weird very strange yeah vaudevillains interview uh they're gonna win the titles back and then jay joe and chaga come in and they interrupt and they're ready willing and gable and then they handshake and say manly i liked it yeah it was nice that was just a fine like little lead up or whatever that's it Villains versus Jordan and Gable, the first non-squash of the night. I like this match a lot. Oh, yeah. thought it was really fun. Uh, Gotch really showed off, like, his judo throw roll around, like, armbar stuff. He's, like, a great technical wrestler. Everyone in that match is everybody. Really, really everybody worked their asses off in this match. They didn't get a lot of time, but it looked awesome. Gable is, hands down, the best athlete on NXT. I don't think anybody would argue that. Nope. He does... Sh- I, he was doing yeah. shit I've never ever ever seen in a pro wrestling ring he he moves so fast he was like grabbing legs going behind flipping over like his takedowns were incredible he reminds me of that new guy um that we've been seeing in roh and uh pwg what's his name the english guy zach um uh uh zach saber jr is it yeah he's got like super short hair and he's like a super grappler yeah 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 zach saber jr yeah yep uh, they're just great athletes. They just know how to tie people up. Like Gable is so, he's like stunning to watch wrestle because you just go, Oh, this is what wrestling is. Oh fuck. I forgot. Mm-hmm. And then English comes in and he keeps up. And then Jason Jordan comes in and he keeps like everything just happened so and worked so well. It was so great. Mm-hmm. So much fun to watch. And like, Gable isn't just fun to watch offensively. When they get the heat on him and he's selling, he knows what being a pro wrestler is. And yeah. I think we've talked about that before. He sells really hard for the guy and he knows he's the guy who's going to take the beating to get the hot tag. And, and that's fine. He knows how to get the crowd into it. He knows how to sell the injuries. He's great. He's he's so much fun. And, and then he's fun out of the ring. 
He's all around like the best wrestler. He's just so much fun. He doesn't belong in NXT. No. <laughs> he he's a main roster talent right now. Period. Period. Who who would you say like during the Attitude Era would be the closest to him? Like no, nobody, nobody? In, no nobody in the Attitude Era wrestled the way he does. No, Kurt Angle wrestled the way that Chad Gable does. The way that he moves. Right. Because he's a fucking machine. And but it took him years to develop the personality that. But yes, but like, I don't think it took that. I mean, watch early Kurt Angle and watch how fast he kind of developed into like a role where he had charisma. There aren't a lot of guys who come in and kind of like catch lightning in a bottle Mm -hmm. and have the ability and the charisma who aren't necessarily wrestlers from like 15. Yeah. Chad Gable has the charisma, obviously, and has the incredible in-ring skills. He really is like. Look, I'm not going to say he's like the next Kurt Angle, but he really is like that one in a million talent where you go, holy shit, this guy really might be everything here. Yeah. He can sell well. He has great looking offense. He can put on probably a few different styles of matches. I want to see his strikes. Yeah. We don't see him strike that often. Um, But he can cut a great promo. He's fun. He's kind of goofy, but like that's his role. If we need to see him get serious, I'm sure he can get serious. But like right now... He's goofy, but Kurt Angle was goofy as shit mm-hmm. for a really long time. I think that the closest comparison that I can think of mm-hmm. would be Eddie Guerrero, who kind of had it all, but not not exactly the same. No, I'm but I but, no, but 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 I can I can see what you're saying. Just like a well-rounded talent who like could really go in the ring. But I think Chad Gable found his personality where it took it took Eddie Guerrero years and oh, years yeah. and years to find his. Oh yeah, I think Eddie really came out of his shell in like the early 2000s and everything. And and really, like, started making a name for himself, but that was so late into his career. Chad Gable is just starting. Yeah. And, and like, you just... It sucks because you just see the glass ceiling for him because he's small and they want big guys. Yeah. Fuck that. This guy is just everything. I, that's the biggest thing I think annoys me about NXT. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, about WWE. What I love about NXT is that anybody can go at any time and be the top guy. Mm-hmm. As long as they get their, you know, that connection with the crowd... Which it's a lot easier for you know a crowd of three hundred. Yep, they they can be that top guy. Mm-hmm. With with like WWE main roster, it, they have such a cookie cutter idea of how they want their people to look. Yeah, and and if you don't like it, f- does not matter. Yep, like piss on you. Yep, and so, it sucks. <laughs> so please watch the show. It's a lot of squashes, and then like this one good match, and then I mean all the squashes are good. None of them are bad. Mm-mm. Um, it. It, this match was really good because they go back and forth, and then there's the hot tag to Jason Jordan, and then they hit Grand Amplitude, and that's the end of the match. It didn't go real, real long, Mm-mm. but it was real, real good. Yeah. I had a really great time watching it. Um, after the match, the VOD villains and Chad Gable and Jason Jordan are in the middle of the ring. Gable and Jordan extend their hands for handshakes, and the VOD villains walk out, and the crowd is uh, aghast by this. Um, so, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens next. Yeah, because I really thought that it was going to be a... Uh... Uh, Gable and J. Joe kind of uh, turn on the um, on the team of Enzo and Cass. Yep, I really thought that's what that was kind of uh, the, the path that they were going down. Yep, but I could deal with the VOD villains going back to being uh, heels. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Yeah, it just seemed like they were frustrated, and and it's like okay, that's inter- it's interesting. Um, Dana and Emma backstage interview, and they're talking about how they're going to beat up Oscar, and I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't think anything one way or another about it. Elias Sampson sings a song. Didn't really pull a lot of uh, metaphors out of this nope, one personally. No, nope. I think I, I think they kind of had. I think they kind of had the one. And yeah, why not? Yep, oh, that was good. <clears throat> Emma versus Liv Morgan, who is uh, Gianna Daddio, and she got a name change. She's from uh, she's from Jersey. Oh right, which is uh, which is a toilet. Yep, the toilet called New Jersey. I love that. Uh, Corey Graves is a great heel announcer mm-hmm. through this whole show. Oh, God, he is so good on, on commentating. When Blue Pants came out earlier, mm-hmm. he just, it was a Bobby, it was a Bobby Heenan line through and through, which was, this is the first time I'm ever glad to see her because I think it's going to be the last. <laughs> which is such a great line. He just, he had a great, he just had a lot of great lines. I felt like everyone was really on for this show. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of everything that I really enjoyed about wrestling. Uh, Emma locks in the dilemma. She's really aggressive in the squash, and then she locks in the Emma lock and gets the win. Uh, the Tron shows Oscar training and just kicking the shit out of a heavy bag and says, "See you in London." And then the crowd starts chanting, "Oscar's gonna kill you!" And Emma looks scared. Yeah, I would be. And I thought that Fuck. was I thought that was very cool. 
Um, Any other notes from that? Uh, I just, I love how Emma has come along in the mm-hmm. last four or five months. I think this is the right way to take her character. Mm-hmm. And she's really, uh, I think she's really feeling this gimmick. I hope so. I hope she comes up to the main roster because she's better than, um, than, this, than this place, yeah. And I but think I, she could be having better uh, better matches in um, on Raw. But whatever. I, I mean, I, it's kind of a kind of a crowd right now, I guess. I think Dana Brooke kind of needs her right now. That's true. Just to have like a lackey. Mm-hmm. I think they feed off each other pretty well. Yeah. Um, Bailey cuts an interview saying that she'll take on all comers. She's never faced someone Nia Jax's size. And um, are there just like new interviewers that all look the same? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know who these people are. Diego. I thought. I thought one. Like I thought. Ralph I and... thought one guy was Millhouse. Yeah. And then the other. And then all of a sudden, it was like slightly different looking Millhouse. Uh-huh. And then it was Todd Phillips. And then it was slightly different looking Millhouse. Uh huh. What happened? I don't know. They're like multiplying. Tom Phillips has a cool. They mustache. fired Devin and then hired the same man three times. I like that it's more um, male backstage. Announcers. I don't. It's fucking weird. Like they're all the same person. Well, I don't like that they all look the same. They're the same fucking guy. Three times. But I do like... Uh, I always liked when Michael Cole... Their difference is one guy wore a yellow shirt. It was the same guy. He just changed shirts. Jesus Christ. May- hey, maybe that's the thing. They were just recorded on different days. It was really weird. <laughs> so, uh, Bailey says that she will take on Nia Jax if Nia asks, and then Nia walks up and smiles. And then Millhouse 3 says, I think she just asked. She didn't fucking ask. She just smiled. What are you talking about? Was and that then, was it, that before or after she got thrown through? Oh, a and door? then and then Bailey says, "Then I'll you know, hey, then I'll take on." And then uh, Bailey gets thrown through a door that is not hinged. It's nope. just it's just simply sitting in a frame. <laughs> Listen, I've kicked down a door. It is not as easy as you would think, uh, and it tears apart the door frame. Mm-hmm. That was not a door that was hinged at all. No. No. Like, what? what is Bailey? All of 130 pounds with muscles? I don't even think she's that. <laughs> like, Jesus. Well, she got tossed through a door. Yeah. Main event! Tommaso Ciampa versus Samoa Joe. I just wrote, stiff. Oh my god. This match... Strong style. ...was fucking... Holy shit. ...awesome. This was like watching an ROH match. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. These guys killed each other. Why is Samoa Joe just not on the main roster? Your main roster sucks. Just bring up Samoa Joe. They're, who gives a shit? Fuck you. Yep. This guy is awesome. Samoa Joe is like legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world. He doesn't need to be here. It's developmental. What the fuck is he develop? He. What's Balor doing there? The main event is Tommaso Ciampa versus Samoa Joe in this developmental show. What the fuck is going on? Now, now this is what I'm talking about. Why? If this is a develop, if NXT is developmental, which we've we've said this before, you kind of like they're trying to have it both ways. If it's developmental, then it's developmental and I can write off their mistakes for its development. If it's not developmental, then I'm not writing off the mistakes for development. It just doesn't make sense when your main event is Samoa Joe versus Tommaso Ciampa, who have probably a total combined experience of 30 years. I would, yeah, I would totally agree with you. I, I mean, I, we both, we've watched... Samoa Joe is on an episode of WWF Metal. He's on, like, an episode of Shotgun Saturday Night. Oh, really? That's, like, how... Yeah, he wrestled, like, Perry Saturn on an episode of, like, Metal or Jacked (laughs) or Shotgun Saturday Night. No shit. Yes. Like, that's how long he's been around. Wow. I forget how long he's been around. Developmental. Samoa Joe is not going to get called up to the main roster. It's a fucking travesty. Yeah. This guy belongs on Raw. Point fucking blank. If you have room for fucking Braun Strowman versus Tommy Dreamer, suck your own dick. Fuck you. Bring up Samoa Joe. You're calling up fucking Rhino, but you're not calling up Samoa Joe. It's just so weird. How how cool would that have been? And now I'm just fantasy booking. How cool would that have been if instead of Rhino, the Dudleys called out Samoa Joe? That would have been fucking terrifying. Then it's a then it's a TNA stable. It goes from ECW to TNA. <laughs> hey, but you got the best of WWE and mm-hmm. then the best of the indie circuit. Yep. So I, I can deal with that. Yep. 
So whatever. The main event is two guys with 30 years of experience in the developmental show. Um, Stupid. Uh, the, the slaps, the forearms, the chops, the strikes. I mean, fuck, this match is so fucking just... Oh, for like the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it, this is like, it's a squash, but also it's a match and it's fun as shit to watch. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's awesome. Uh, Joe works on the arm of uh, Tommaso Ciampa and then Ciampa does the same. Samoa Joe goes for a Samoan drop, but Tommaso Ciampa reverses it into a front chancery and then to a Kimura lock almost, but can't quite get it locked in. So Samoa Joe just runs him into the corner as hard as he can. And then he kicks Tommaso Ciampa's fucking head off. Jesus Christ. He just... I mean, the crowd, who are all big professional wrestling fans, Mm -hmm. you can tell, who, like, watch it in Japan and, like, they're into, like, indie wrestling or whatever. The the boot connects, and they almost just go silent because it's like, you've gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It was so fucking crazy. The, like... The tenacity mm-hmm. that Samoa Joe had, the intensity in his eyes and his strikes, what a f- fucking monster. Insane. The guy looked like Godzilla in the ring. He just looked unfucking stoppable He whips, he whips Tommaso Ciampa from one corner to the other and then hits a snap power slam that I thought boots were going to fly off. He went over, he went up and over so fast. Holy fucking shit. Man. In Incredible. He goes for, Samoa Joe goes for a face wash in the corner, just wipes his boot on Tommaso Ciampa's face. Tommaso Ciampa avoids the running boot and then just eats a fucking STO. Yep, done. Tossed and bounces (laughs) so hard. Jesus. Muscle Buster, Coquita Clutch, it's over. The show ends with Samoa Joe yelling Balor's name, and I'm terrified. That's awesome. Fucking awesome. I thought this was so great. What a great show that got a bunch of different people over, showed me a bunch of different talent, had a bunch of different matches, had a great tag match, Mm -hmm. had great back, I think, like, really good backstage interviews, a lot of character development, and an awesome main event. Mm -hmm. Fuck. What a great episode of NXT. Love it. What a great episode of NXT this was. I had so much fun watching this all the way through. I thought this was so good. This just goes to prove that you can have good booking, even if it's squash matches. Yep. Because all the squash matches didn't make me feel like, okay, they came out, did one move, and we're done. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of a back and forth. There was a little bit of at least a story. You could see the character kind of developing or coming through, even in the Corbin match, and all of the uh, backstage segments that you got. This is how... I want to be introduced to characters, and this is how I want to see these people develop. You see them start at nothing, and then you you build on it. And you don't get any of that on yep. Raw in yep. any way. Yep. It just bums me out. Because I want to care. Mm-hmm. I love wrestling. Like, th- this is the thing I feel like, you know, uh, it sounds like every week I feel like I'm getting more and more negative about it. Oh, let's, yeah, let, let's apologize for all the shit we're about to talk on Raw, because it, what a miserable time I had. Oh, my God. Um... This show sucked. What a waste of time. Three hours down the fucking drain. Uh, I hope their rating's in the toilet. I I mean, what a, what a fucking, what a shit show. What a shit show of being so out of touch you don't know what you're doing. This, this is how much I didn't like this week's Raw or last week's Raw. To the point where I got finished watching NXT last week and I said... Okay, what do I what do I want to talk about this week on on the show? I definitely want to talk about how good NXT was, and I would much rather not watch or talk about Raw, but talk about one of the NWA WCW episodes yep. on the WWE Network. Yep, like that to me. I went back and I'm like, I want to watch this, and you watch it and you see, yeah, it's not cohesive, but you got good in ring action and you got pretty fun and exciting like you know segments with uh tony Schiavone and all like all the characters develop and you see who they are and you get to see rick flair get all crazy and, and it's just where is this on raw who do i care about on raw 
Who, nope. do you, who do you care about on Raw? The League of Nations, who opened the show. The League of Nations have a new theme song. Uh, they claim to be the most dominant foursome in WWE. And then the Wyatts come out. I don't know why the Wyatts come out, but here they are. And then um, and then the crowd chants like, yes, they're all ready for this confrontation. And then the Dudleys come out with, with Tommy Dreamer, and they're going to get this fucking party fuckfest started to the extreme. And then big old beard Rhino. Rhino's got a big old beard. And he comes out. And then Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and the Usos come down. And we're going to have the best Survivor Series on Raw ever. Hey, remember when they had Survivor Series a week before Survivor Series on Raw? Do you remember when they had Survivor Series a full month after Survivor Series on Raw? Fuck. 16-man tag. Elimination tag. Dudleys are out, Wyatts are out. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The Wyatts are out. Then the Dudleys are out. Uh, then there's a hot tag to Reigns. Diving all over the place. Reigns gets locked in a cross arm breaker, which gets countered into a Nuso splash. And then Sheamus goes for a brogue kick and eats a spear. The champion is pinned by the challenger. Seven days. No, six days before the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. We got Sunday implications. We got the flares backstage. Sheamus does a backstage interview where he's going to pull hair and teach Reigns a lesson. Guys, look out. He's going to pull hair. Yank it. Stardust is in space, and Titus O'Neil interrupts and says, you need, to, you need to get fucked and have some wine, bro. Ziggler versus Owens. Breeze is at ringside. Doing nothing! That doesn't interfere with the match at all. Cuts no promo? Does nothing during the match? Doesn't get on Does the nothing after the match? Nope. Does, does nothing... Anywhere. He's there. He simply exists. Yeah. He's just, he's just a corpial being who's just, who's, his mere existence is enough for me to give a fucking shit. This match was slow as fuck. Ambrose is watching backstage. It's back and forth. It's slow with chin locks and roll-ups. There's a super kick, but it gets ducked. Owen hits, uh, goes to the apron and gets drop kicked off. There's a follow-away slam by Owens into the barricade. Owens is in control and misses a senton. Ziggler goes shoulder first into the post, and they do the uh, the countout spot, but Ziggler beats it back in at nine. They cut back to Ambrose eating popcorn and drinking a soda again. I don't know why. Uh, Ziggler tries for a DDT. Owens dumps him out to the outside. I like that spot. Then Owens gets DDT'd on the outside. I really like that spot. Famouser gets avoided. Uh, Owens hits a released German suplex, then goes for the cannonball in the corner, but gets missed. Uh, and uh, Ziggler hits the Famouser. Ziggler has a super kick blocked. Owens hits a super kick, and then Ziggler hits a super kick. Goes for the pin. Owens kicks out. Pop-up powerbomb out of nowhere, and then Owens' music doesn't even start. Ambrose's music starts. And then Ambrose comes down with popcorn and a soda, throws it in Owens' face, and leaves. The two best talkers have a match in six days for the Intercontinental title and have cut zero promos. There you go. You got to watch him eat popcorn really slow. As, you know, because that's something that you want to see. Who gives a fuck? Who fucking cares? No reason to give a fuck about this match at all. Next, we get a Wyatt spooky backstage promo where you can see the top of the curtain. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Uh... Bray Wyatt says that uh, there are four blind mice, and then Braun Strowman talks about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by saying, I have a dream. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Naomi and Sasha versus uh, Bree and Alicia Fox, and we go to commercial, and we come back, and Miz and Neville are backstage having a promo. Did we miss the Naomi-Sasha match? No, they just put a promo in between. They just, they had people make their entrance and then made them stand there in the ring while other things happened. The Miz says, Neville, I can take you to, I can make you a star. Here's my card. Here's my good friend, Donnie Deutsch. Who, who the, the fuck? fuck is Donnie Deutsch? Who, who? I don't trust him. No. Nothing about Donnie Deutsch is trustworthy. Donnie Deutsch looks like the guy that you met in college that's like, yeah, no, we can definitely score some coke. I don't <laughs> want the coke that you can <laughs> score. Donnie Deutsch is the guy who's already on coke telling you, yeah, we can go score some coke. 
Jesus Christ. I don't trust Donny Deutsch. Uh-uh. And then uh, the Miz hands... Uh, Donny Deutsch gives Neville his card, and then the Miz hands Neville his card too, and then Neville tosses Miz's card away, but keeps Donny Deutsch's card. Who is Donny Deutsch? He's on USA. I don't know who he is. Now we get Team Bad against the Bellas. They do their Unity promo at the beginning. Uh, Team Bad can't get out of the gate. The Bellas are apparently faces because when Bray gets the hot tag, we're supposed to see it as a hot tag, but the crowd boos the shit out of it. <laughs> Tamina pulls uh, Alicia Fox's hair from the apron. Bree does her yes kicks. I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan's yes kicks. All right. Uh, and then she calls it the rear view. I, I'm so mad. Why? It's been over a year. Why? I still call. I know what the name of the fucking move is. Yeah, she calls it the review. I don't know. Like, I do. She calls it the review. I know. You know how I know? You told me last week. She calls week, it the rear view. The, the week before. So she calls it the rear view. Every, every goddamn time she does it. Brian. Yeah. It's called She Calls It the Rear View. Oh. Well, then that makes sense. That's the name of the move. Really? No. But Should it be. must fucking be. I hope in WWE 2016 the move it's called it's called the rear view. She calls it the rear view. I wonder if that's how he calls it. Can somebody play 2K16 real quick and do Naomi's finisher and see if see if it's called she calls it the rear view? Tweet at us at Go Home Show. At Go Home Show, please. Um after the rear view, the New Day comes out with unicorn horns and they have a standoff with Team Bad and then give them unicorn horns and do the unity thing and then they all dance and chant Bad Day Rocks. Mhm. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. I like that. Why not? There you go. Uh, New Day cuts a promo in the ring. They don't want to be in a ladder match. They refuse to use ladders to save a cat. Kofi is a cat. Grown men don't need ladders. Kofi is a cat. New Day versus the Lunch Draculas. The Usos are on commentary. Mm -hmm. The Lunch Draculas look pretty good in this match. There's a belly-to-belly on the outside by Biggie Langston. A hot tag to Kalisto. He gets dumped on the outside and then driven into the barricade. They hit the unicorn stampede. Xavier Woods gets in the Usos' faces and then they beat the shit out of him and say, beat him like he stole something. Love it. Fucking love it. Uh, uh, there's a distraction roll-up and uh, Lunch Dracula Sin Cara gets the win. Hell yeah. Lunch Dracula's rule. Love you, Lunch Dracula's. And that's the Lunch Dracula's. Range of the backstage interview. We're going to see who goes to school and who doesn't. The show plays to none of Roman Reigns' strengths and all of his weaknesses. All of them! I can't... Over and over! I can't wait to hear him giggle again. Guys, Roman Reigns, he's not a very good talker, but he's kind of a badass when he gets in the ring. All right, cool. Here's what we're going to make him do. He's part of a 16-man match. What? And then he's going to get a lot of mic time. Well, how much? Like, probably like 25 minutes. Like at the beginning of the show? No, at the end. We're going to sell you on the pay-per-view. Oh, wow. That doesn't sound like a very good at all. No, no, it'll be it'll be great. You guys will see. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. We'll see who goes to school and who doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck wrote that? Ms. TV. The flares come out. Charlotte says, The Miz has 10 minutes of Rolex time, and they show off their Rolexes. I actually like that line a lot. Yeah, that was it. I thought that was like classic flair. Mm -hmm. Charlotte won't answer Miz's questions until Miz provokes her a bunch, and then she cuts a promo on the Miz saying the, uh, on Charlotte, excuse me, saying the only, the only, uh, the only lower person on the food chain than the Miz is Paige, and she's a gothic piece of trash. And earlier, uh, Miz said that Paige couldn't be here, and then he said, surprise, Paige is here, and then Paige comes out. Uh, Charlotte leaves, Flair's, Rick Flair's like, okay, let's go. Who gives a shit? Yep. Charlotte leaves, and then, uh, Paige turns Flair around and slaps him, and then Rick Flair just says, get him. Get him! And then Charlotte just gets him. That was fun. And then, uh, Paige fights, uh, Charlotte for a minute, and then Charlotte stands strong and Paige leaves. Two questions. Mm-hmm. I have two questions. Mm-hmm. One, is Paige face or heel? Face. Two. Why is Charlotte being a heel? She's wearing black now. Paige lost clean in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Why does Charlotte need to go heel? Why does her own rings get 25 minutes? To <laughs> it's just... I mean... <laughs> it was just so weird. You might uh, as well go stand in a dark room and shout. Yep. 
Uh, also, this was like the best Miz TV of all time. It absolutely was. Which is not saying much about no. it, but there you go. No. There you go. Uh, Ryback versus Rusev. Ryback hits like a flying spinning like tope over the top rope. Don't, you don't have to, you're like 300 pounds, man. You can just do a power bomb. It's cool. Do a, do a spine buster. It's fine. It's, I don't, I don't know. Before the match, uh, Rusev and Lana cut like a little promo where they kissed a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. There's an attempted press slam by Ryback, but his arm is hurt. Oh no. He's selling for once. Rusev works the arm. He did, he, he sold the arm and then when he started beating his chest, he only did it with one arm. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. How about that? Some improvement. Uh, Ryback runs into Lana, I guess. It kind of didn't look like he ran into her when he was chasing Rusev around the ring. And then Lana starts saying that he hurt her leg. And then uh, there's a double count out on the outside when Rusev jumps Ryback and then locks him into the accolade on the outside. Lana celebrates and her leg is okay. And there's a double count out. Yeah. There you go. We go to commercial and we come back in the middle of this match of Swagger versus Stardust. Titus is on commentary. Del Rio and Coulter interrupt. This match is fast-paced and has a couple of spots. It's, like, not awful. Mm-mm. It's it's considerably more fun than most of the matches that we've seen tonight. Yeah, the only complaint is that they're both wearing red and black. A good complaint. That's fair. Uh, Swagger locks in the ankle lock and gets the win. Then Del Rio immediately goes in the ring and blasts Swagger with a chair. And then Titus goes, look out, Del Rio, behind you. It's Stardust. And then he just blasts Stardust with a chair. I don't really know why that happened, but all right, that's fine. Swagger gets a chair of his own. And then they sword fight, and then he no- Swagger knocks Del Rio's chair out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Del Rio trips over Zeb Coulter's uh, scooter and then runs. And then Zach, Zach, uh, Jack Swagger says, Zeb, how could you, what happened? What happened to we the people? What happened? And then Zeb Coulter stares at him, looks forward, and scoots away. The funniest fucking thing on Raw was that. Uh the Rosebush, the segment is so weird. It just makes fun of people. What is this? Is this getting anyone over? Last week, I liked it. This week, I don't really understand. I'm just, I just, I'm going to stop the show right now and tell you that I got a scoop. Holy shit. I didn't even ask you earlier. Nope. Guys, I was not aware of this scoop. Nope. Guys, I was not aware of this scoop. Can we get total fucking silence? Brian, can you tell someone specific, doing a specific thing yeah. to shut up right now? Go back to fucking Mitch in his goddamn office sitting there on his cubicle. Wow. Listen, Mitch, bitch. Whoa, Mitch the bitch. That's a, that's a Brian original right there. Goddamn, BCO. Yeah, they didn't even need to scoop that one. God, goddamn. Piece of shit come from a dog's ass and scoop that up. Nope. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this scoop's gonna be good. Adam Rose gets all of his gossip from this guy. Whoa! Brian, write a better segment. I, okay. <laughs> I give him the material. Oh, I don't know oh, what the it, fuck oh, he does with it. You're giving him all the material and then he's just doing that with it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. You you told him, you're like, oh, I heard Tommy Dreamer was like too tan last week. Yeah. I I mean, we we said it on yeah, the show. Yeah, we did. And Adam Rose, I know you're listening to this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Stealing our fucking segments. Yep. Get, get a new gimmick. Scoops is my thing. Scoops is Brian's thing. Scoop of the week is scoops are my thing. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of the episode. Scoops are my thing. It's either it's either something about Mitch, like Mitch the bitch, uh-huh. or it's scoops are my thing. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, Del Rio and Zeb Coulter are backstage and they break up. Sad. Del Rio throws a chair at Zeb Coulter and he looks at Del Rio and then looks straight ahead and, and scoots, scoots off. off. It's so fucking funny. He did it twice, and it was goddamn hilarious. But that's okay, because we're going to get to see Del Rio versus Jack Swagger again. In a chairs match. Uh, Dreamer versus Braun Strowman is your actual, like, match main event. <sighs> Good job, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer's pants look like pajamas. Oh. I know they're like Dusty Rhodes tribute pants. They look like pajamas. Yeah. Strowman laughs like Magneto. He goes, oh, oh, oh. Hello, X-Men. Welcome to die. Thank you, Braun Strowman. Uh, he chokes out Tommy Dreamer. This is a waste of my time. Ready for your true main event? Yeah. Roman Reigns comes out and cuts a promo. He calls out Sheamus. Here's Sheamus. Del Rio. Del Rio. Reigns says, I thought Irish people have potatoes, but you look like you're smuggling tater tots. <laughs> The line didn't bother me. Mm-mm. 
is dumb. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it actually sounded like a line The Rock would say. It it, it wasn't like the worst line in the world. People are very upset about the line. It's because it sounds stupid. The line doesn't bother me. It's the giggle. That that kind of like... <laughs> fuck the fuck off. Get Suck your own dick and fuck off. Fuck you. Y- what? Like, oh my god. What an unlikable piece of shit. Coming from an unlikable piece of shit? You're a pretty fucking unlikable piece of shit. Like, nothing about you is appealing. Mm -mm. Everything that I liked about you in The Shield is just fucking gone. You know what I liked about Roman Reigns in The Shield? He didn't talk and he fucking kicked ass. Yep. He doesn't do either one of those things. All he does is fucking talk and then he gets fucking beat up and looks like a dork. I he's not an underdog. I don't like what they've done with him. I don't like how he looks. I don't like anything about his character. I don't think it's necessarily his fault at all either. Somebody in the chat just said Seth Rollins did the giggle. Yeah, he did as a fucking heel, as a weaselly heel. You, hey, Perrin Moore, fuck man, are you fucking serious? And and honestly, in that suck your dick and fuck off. And honestly, it's like, he had such a, <sighs> to me, he had such an opportunity to have such a good line. He's talking about, okay, it's a PG show, right? So let, let's put it this way. He's making fun of the guys. Like, I get it. Got small I get balls. it. It's okay. bold jokes. And that's right. fine. It's for fucking 14 year olds. It doesn't have to be fucking rocket science. That like little laugh afterwards is just so fucking like, it's so obtuse and shitty and just everything that you don't like in another person. Mm-mm. Fuck, I hated it so much. That's the part that makes me the most mad. Mm-hmm. And and I He's just so fucking unlikable. And I really wish that if he was going to That that's something that the Rock would do. All right, like he would have a little shitty line, he'd laugh, he'd chuckle, do whatever. He wouldn't really laugh at his own shit though. Uh, I, I mean, it would be kind of like a scoff, kind of like getting getting it like, oh yeah, oh you got tater tots, huh? Like that kind of thing. What I felt would have been a good way to like really drive the point home and still be funny. He's Irish. Make fun- oh well, I guess uh, I guess the Irish potato famine is true. There you got like, oh, we had kind of like a shitty line. Let's go with the shitty line at the very least. That's what everybody hated. And then you you back it up with something that's like. Oh, if you know what that is, you're saying he's got no balls at all. I just, yeah, and that's fine. But, like, the one line is fine. I have no problem with the line. It's the fucking giggle. Yeah. It's it's how he does everything. He's supposed to come out and just be this brooding, dark guy. He is, And he's not. He's booked like a fucking goof against a heel who's booked like a fucking goof. Yeah. Sheamus isn't in any way legitimate as a threat in the heel position. At all. He hasn't been credible in the last five months, and now he's got the championship off of a five-minute and 15-second match, which I'm so... Like, please don't let this be the continuation of this story, because, yeah, you beat him after a... Like, but it's not... I'm not even mad about it. The worst part of this whole segment is how long it is and how it turns into a Mr. Show sketch. Yeah. It is just like... Shane is saying, I'm not coming in there while you have a chair. And then Roman Reigns goes, okay, I'll throw the chair away. And then Sheamus goes, I'm not going in there while you have the table in there. And Roman Reigns goes, okay, I'll throw the table. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? Is this like some kind of new anti-comedy that's so around the world that like I can't even begin to wrap my head around it because it's not fucking entertaining. Not at all. And if you watch, the crowd's just fucking leaving. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about this. It's 11. People are chanting tater tots and I'm having a crisis with myself. (laughs) I don't know. They finally fight all over the place. Reigns goes for a spear but flies over the announce table and then he jumps over the announce table and spears Sheamus through some tables and that's the end of Raw. Who cares? The best part about this episode was that they did not once mention the authority. That's true. Poochie wasn't mentioned one time. Not a single time. Um, Okay, here we go. Ready? All right. Predictions for TLC. Uh, Tag team elimination tables match. The Wyatts against Dreamer, Rhino, and the Dudleys. Who's going to win? Wyatts. Wyatts. I absolutely agree. I think they'll win. Pre- uh, like Eric Rowan will get eliminated, and that's it. Yeah. Um, 
U.S. title chair match. Del Rio against Swagger. Uh, Del Rio retains. I agree, because John Cena has to come back and face him. Uh, Divas match, Charlotte versus Paige. Uh, Charlotte wins again. Yeah, has to. But how? I don't know. She's going to cheat it. There you go. That's it. Yep. Ladder match, New Day, Usos and the Lunch Draculas. Uh, this one I actually feel like is going to be the one match where I can't say for sure. I think that the Lunch Draculas have a solid chance of actually winning, but, uh, I think it's, it's going to end up being the New Day retaining on some stream. No show. titles will change hands on this pay-per-view. The New Day wins. Intercontinental title, Ambrose versus Owens. Owens retains. Owens, 100%. And in the main event, your World Heavyweight Championship match, TLC match, Sheamus versus Reigns. It's gonna be interference from the League of Nations and the Seamus retains. They have set this whole thing up for nothing but interference. Everyone will interfere. Absolutely. That is what will happen. Why else create a faction two weeks before the pay? There you go. They've set everything up for interference. So mm-hmm. we did it. Brian. Mm-hmm. Raw sucked. It fucking blew. Raw sucked and blew, and it can suck its own dick and fuck off. Yep. Fucking pissed at it. I'm fucking mad. So mad. It was, it sucked. And we don't want to be negative, but god damn it. The only positive thing is that we can say Lunch Draculas. Yep. It's about it. <laughs> I enjoy that phrase very much. Oh, Probably did episode 88 of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com on Twitter. We are reachable. Tweet at us all throughout the week. Let us know what we should be watching and stuff. Uh, hopefully we got some time and we're going to watch some, uh, Old school wrestling later and uh, review that. Uh, but you can tweet at us at Go Home Show on Twitter, Facebook.com slash The Go Home Show, uh, The Go Home Show.tumblr.com. You can always see us Tuesday nights uh, at 745, twitch.tv slash Mega64 Podcast. Go ahead and give us a five star review on iTunes and say, uh, suck your own dick and fuck off, or write Lunch Dracula's Rule. Yeah. Um, just, you know, that stuff. Uh, also, you can still buy that. Uh, uh, pizza club shirt oh yeah so i don't know we still don't have official uh go home show merch but i don't know if that's anything that people even want to uh get into if you would be interested let us know i guess but like maybe like a shirt like a really basic shirt go home show with some stars like on either side and like a line like it would be like nothing much yeah if i'm just throwing an idea out there if that's something you'd be interested in some go home show merch who knows uh i don't really want to sink money into it but who fucking can say? So, uh, that's it. Uh, Brian, episode 88 of The Go Home Show is over. Brian, are there any things that you want to uh, say before uh, we let these fine folks go? Oh, I thought you had something else to say. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to say... Home. 